Welcome to Backlog Books. My name is Kara. This is the podcast where I get to take a minute and talk about what I have been reading lately. Thank you for joining me, and please be prepared for spoilers. I just wanted to say a quick thank you to whoever wrote me that very nice review on Apple Podcasts like seven months ago. <clears throat> I somehow didn't notice it until just last week, but it was a, a very nice thing to find and read, so thank you. We are currently experiencing extremely cold weather here where I live. This is not a cold weather book. This is a warm summer book, so it's nice to think about when outside it's very cold. Let's get started. Today we are talking about Uprooted by Naomi Novik. Uprooted was published in 2015. My copy has 435 pages, and I read it in December of 2020. Our author, Naomi Novik, was born in 1973. She won three awards for Uprooted. She also has an alternate history fantasy series where she reimagines the Napoleonic Wars, but with an air force of dragons. It's on my list to read eventually. It sounds really cool. Here is the summary of Uprooted. Agnieszka loves her valley home, her quiet village, the forests, and the bright, shining river. But the corrupted wood stands on the border, full of malevolent power, and its shadow lies over her life. Her people rely on the cold, driven wizard known only as the dragon to keep its powers at bay. But he demands a terrible price for his help. One young woman handed over to serve him for ten years, a fate almost as terrible as falling to the wood. The next choosing is fast approaching, and Agnieszka is afraid. She knows, everyone knows, that the dragon will take Cassia. Beautiful, graceful, brave Cassia, all the things Agnieszka isn't, and her dearest friend in the world, and there is no way to save her. But Agnieszka fears the wrong things, for when the dragon comes, it is not Cassia he will choose. I have read this book three times now, and each time I am blown away by the sheer number of things that happen. I somehow forget that so much is packed into this book, and the story unfolds from the small village where Agnieszka lives out into the wider kingdom, and then it curls back in on itself, returning us to the valley and the roots of the book. Uprooted begins in a small village in a valley, watched over by a wizard known as the dragon. This is obviously inspired by stories of princesses locked in towers guarded by dragons. Novik likes to dive into fairy tales and build them out into sprawling narratives. There's a lot of room for interpretation and world-building in fairy tales, and there are many fairy tale retellings out there, like East, which I talked about in episode 8 of this podcast. Anyway, the dragon keeps the valley safe from the dark wood. The wood is malevolent, full of creatures and malice that spill over into the valley. A person corrupted by the wood is beyond help. The best thing for them is a quick death. The dragon is fighting a one-man war against the wood, helped occasionally by the valley people, 
but the king and other wizards of the kingdom think the danger of the wood is exaggerated, even though their queen disappeared into the wood twenty years ago and hasn't been heard of since. The fact that people outside the valley dismiss the danger of the wood is not known immediately. We start very small. Our main character is Agnieszka, whose whole world is the valley and her friend Cassia. And everyone expects Cassia will be chosen by the dragon and disappear for ten years. Worst of all, the girls he takes once their ten years of service are over, they leave the valley. That's it. That, that seems pretty bad. Ten years will make anyone a stranger, but to leave the valley is unimaginable to Agnieszka and all of her family. Except, at the choosing, instead of Cassia, the dragon picks Agnieszka. You sort of saw that coming, right? Agnieszka has magic, and as a wizard of the kingdom and her lord, it's the dragon's responsibility to train her. He's a crotchety introvert and doesn't really want to do it, but it is his duty. He does a bad job and doesn't explain anything to her for a truly frustrating amount of time. She's trapped in this tower with him against her will, and he keeps making her do magic, and she doesn't understand what's going on because he doesn't explain anything to her. And honestly, Novik made him more likable just in time. Any longer of him being like that, and I would have dropped the book and never looked back. So if you're reading this one and tempted to drop it because the dragon is the worst, give it about 50 pages for him to mellow out. It's a long book, so I promise he's not like he is at the beginning the whole time. Agnieszka's magic is strange. Where the dragon's magic is easy to quantify, he knows exactly how much he needs in order to do something. He knows, like, the exact amounts of potion ingredients, the exact things to make a spell work. But her magic, she intuits what needs to be done. She's like, I'll just take the amount that I need from here, and she doesn't measure it, she doesn't think about it, she just does it. So it's a meandering path instead of something ruled by strict guidelines. To his credit, once the dragon figures out that her magic is like this, he's a much better teacher. She, however, is an indifferent student. She doesn't see the point of magic, especially when the things she learns are little charms to help with cleaning or cooking, tasks she'd much rather do by hand. It takes her village being put in danger and Cassia being taken by the wood for Agnieszka to take her studies seriously. Taking a great risk, and against the dragon's order, Agnieszka goes into the wood and pulls Cassia out. Cassia was trapped in a tree, becoming part of it and feeding the wood. It takes months and it nearly kills them, but the dragon and Agnieszka cleanse Cassia of the wood's corrupting influence. This has never been done before, and the news of it causes chaos in the wider kingdom. The prince of the kingdom, Merrick, shows up at the dragon's tower and demands they help him rescue his mother, the queen, who has been lost to the wood for twenty years. The dragon does his best to convince Merrick that it's a lost cause, Yes, they saved Cassia, but it took a lot of magic, and she was only in a tree for a day, not twenty years. 
Merrick is immovable. They must go and rescue the queen. Agnieszka, even though she knows the danger and the magical cost, is buoyed by her success at rescuing Cassia and thinks they should give it a go. Obviously, they go in and rescue the queen. What kind of a book do you think this is? The cost is high. Only five out of their group of 30 return alive. Prince Merrick, proud of rescuing his mother, immediately whisks her away to the capital over the objections of the dragon. Poor dragon. No one really listens to you. Though the dragon is the most powerful wizard in the whole country, because he has chosen to be in this backwater valley and constantly talks about the wood as a danger, he has lost almost all of his political clout. Though Agnieszka sees him as the powerful wizard he is, the rest of the world sees him as a doomsday prophet, constantly predicting a danger that will never come. The dragon stays in the valley. He has to keep fighting the wood. Agnieszka and Cassia go to the capital with Merrick and the rescued queen, Hanna. Cassia's fate is tied to the queen's. The law in the land is that anyone corrupted by the wood must be killed. But if the king spares Hanna, then Cassia will also be safe. In the capital, at the palace, Agnieszka feels so incredibly out of place. The political maneuvering seems unimportant to her. In the valley, they don't have the time or money for squabbles that the nobles dabble in as they establish a social pecking order. To Agnieszka, it is clear that the wood is the real enemy, and to see so many people wasting their time on other concerns makes her angry. Queen Hanna is tested and declared uncorrupted by the wood. Twenty years in the wood, I'm sure that's fine. The first thing the uncorrupted queen does is rouse the kingdom against their neighboring country, blaming that country for her kidnap and imprisonment in the wood twenty years ago. Totally coincidentally, at the same time, a creature corrupted by the wood is released in the palace and kills the king. Agnieszka sees what's coming and escapes with Cassia, and they take the king's grandchildren with them to keep the kids safe from the queen who is obviously possessed by the wood. The wood, somehow, contrived to send an empty shell as the queen, and no sign of corruption showed until the court decided she was safe. That is one Trixie Forest. Agnieszka takes the children and Cassia back to the dragon's tower, and the queen follows them with an army. There is a bloody standoff at the dragon's tower, and at the end of it, Agnieszka and the dragon are still standing, Cassia and the children are safe, but the queen has escaped back into the wood. At the same time as all this, there's a little romance thing happening with Agnieszka and the dragon which is, like, fine, I guess. There's a trend in fantasy novels where old, semi-immortal men fall in love with teenagers. Agnieszka is 17. Uprooted is about her. It does focus on her, on her growth, and becoming who she is without being tied to a romantic relationship. So it's done 
Well, but like, how many stories with old, mean, crotchety men falling in love with teenagers do we really need? Just something to think about. Anyway, Agnieszka is driving this story. She takes the dragon with her into the wood. They chase the shell of the queen into the heart of the evil wood. The queen they are chasing was never really Queen Hana. She's actually the queen of the wood, the driving force behind the wood's evil intent. The dragon believes it's a suicide mission, but he goes along because he knows that Agnieszka will go with or without him and that she's right. They need to try something different. Their tactics have been holding the wood at bay, but never giving them an advantage. If they don't adapt, the wood will overwhelm them. We began this book with Agnieszka's resignation. Everyone knows that the dragon will take Cassia. There's nothing they can do. They just have to accept it. Then the unthinkable happens, and the dragon does not take Cassia. Agnieszka, for the rest of the book, fights against what everyone knows. She's seen it proven wrong, and she also saw how unfair of them it was to mentally give Cassia away before she was ever gone. Agnieszka turns proving people wrong into an art form. A wizard says something can't be done, and instead of accepting it, Agnieszka thinks, I haven't tried it yet. Everyone says the wood cannot be beaten. Agnieszka says, what if we tried it, though? In the heart of the wood, they face down the wood queen, and in the midst of their fight, Agnieszka is taken and put into a tree. If she was alone anywhere else in the forest, this would just be a horrible experience and she would die. In the heart of the wood, Agnieszka can connect with this tree and see its history, see where and how evil first took root in the wood. A long, long time ago, an ancient civilization turned against the people of the wood and hunted them down. And the Wood Queen, in desperation trying to save her people, destroyed the civilization that was hunting them. But her people were all gone. In order to escape and survive, her people returned to their roots. Literally returned to their roots. They turned into trees. Armed with this knowledge and pulled out of the tree by the dragon, we knew he was good for something, Agnieszka talks to the Wood Queen and amazingly convinces her that it's time to let go, to rest and return to her people. Compassion has been one of Agnieszka's greatest powers through this book and sheer stubbornness. Wizards live a very long time. Every wizard she has met is disconnected from other people, choosing to stay distant rather than have to deal with losing people over and over in their long lives. The dragon has been in his tower for a hundred years, being the caretaker of the valley but never being part of it. Agnieszka is 
young. Maybe she'll change her mind when she reaches a hundred years old, but she believes that connections with other people are what make life worth living. It's so incredibly in character for her to reach out to the Wood Queen at the end, even knowing the horrors the Wood Queen has inflicted on the valley and on her country, and to offer her peace. The Wood Queen's absence doesn't fix everything. The wood has been corrupted for a long time, but new dangers aren't being created, and the driving evil force of the Queen's will is now gone. The dragon leaves the valley. He's worried that he might start to put down some roots himself and become attached to it. He tries to get Agnieszka to leave with him, but she stays. It's her home, and she has never wanted to leave it. She lives in the wood and uses her magic, gradually destroying or cleansing the corrupted trees. It's work that will take her her whole life, but she is settled down and ready to do it. Even though the wood has been a shadow over her home her whole life, Agnieszka can see its beauty and a way for it to become what it used to be, not a horrible, diseased, dangerous place, but a beautiful forest full of magic. At the end, Agnieszka returns to her village for a harvest celebration. After starting this book with her being separated from her family by the dragon and expecting not to see them for ten years, it's wonderful to see her finding her own place in the village and the valley and the wood. She's settled and happy, glad to have found a place she can flourish. My final word on Uprooted. It's a long book. I have some problems with the romance, but overall I do really like it. Novik likes to take fairy tales and build them into detailed stories, and she does it well. If you want more media like this, you can read Spinning Silver, also by Novik, and also The Night Circus by Erin Morgan Stern. And that's a wrap. Join me next time to hear about Nine Fox Gambit by Yoon Ha Lee. You can find the pod on Facebook at Backlog Books Podcast. Comments, questions, you can email me at backlogbookspod at gmail.com. You can apparently leave reviews places. Who knew? The music is by Joseph McDade. You can hear more of his work at josephmcdade.com. Thank you for spending this time with me, and I hope to talk with you again soon.